Orale, bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FP podcast. This is your host Jorge Martin, NFL Insider Series. We're going to the Bay Area today, Familia. And uh, first off, want to make sure you know what this this series has been doing great, great numbers. We're, we doubled, we more than doubled our subscriber count. Make sure you're if you're not already. Follow Familia FFB on YouTube. Por favor, por favor. If you if this is the first episode you're seeing, you want to go see the other the others that are on there. All 32 are going to be on a similar on a single playlist. So go there, get all that great information on all the NFL teams from these insiders who are just killing it for me. And I'm so grateful. Also, make sure go to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code Familia23. Get matched up to the first hundred dollars. Best ball season, Familia get in there and uh familia i'm uh, our invitado today uh, it was actually when i started this series two years ago it was one of the first people to say yes to this series so i'm just so thrilled that he's come back every year since i use you, you know him from the uh, east bay times you know him from the san jose mercury news folks up in the bay area who listen to 95.7 oh. the game he is their insider you find him at, at uh 49ers.cam on instagram he's the first person to actually insist on that so yes let's get him in there bienvenido cam inman camaron welcome thank you hey my pleasure and i think this is the only one they need to pay attention to because the niners are gonna win the super bowl this year and have a whole bunch of fantasy experts oh awesome awesome well let that is not me being a homer by the way i've covered this team for 20 something years so uh one they're they're overdue two they have their uh, most talent rich roster in a long time and uh, three, I think the way the NFC looks, it's it's kind of paved out for them to get through. And if they don't, I don't know where they restart next year. So, boom well, or bust. Boom or bust. I love it. I love it. Super Bowl or bust. Hey, um, well, let, let's start with the, the quarterback situation. I mean, all the tea leaves, the 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 words have been that, that we keep hearing Brock Purdy if he's healthy. Right. Is, is that still the case? And kind of how does the, how does the uh, offense look like it works with him? Yeah, I mean, he showed enough last year winning eight games before getting hurt that they are they're invested in Brock Purdy being their starter. And so it's a matter of how does this surgically repaired elbow respond over the next month? Because everything he's hit all his timeline benchmarks to this point, um, but he still has about another six weeks to go. And that's about how many weeks we have until the regular season. So Anybody that says who for sure or who isn't the season opening starter, they're lying because nobody knows how that arm is going to be over the next six weeks. But um, say it's healthy, then Brock should be the week one starter based on everything he's done. Um, could Trey Lance be it? Yes, unless Trey has a really bad training camp, um, mm -hmm. in, which, in which case that would fall to Sam Darnold, which a lot of the national reporters want to say mainly because he's the only one that they know for sure what they've seen over the years. And it's almost like just give me quarterback three, no matter what his name is. Um, he's going to succeed in this offense because we've seen Nick Mullen succeed in it. We've seen CJ Beathard. Jimmy Garoppolo was great in it. And then you get around to Brock Purdy and Purdy showed so much though, beyond hitting the right spots. He had this um, instinctiveness that you can't teach and um, this kind of a savviness about him that you want out of your quarterback. And also, a humble nature where he understands he's not the superstar on a team that's uh, filtered, like has so many guys that are getting paid at the top of their position, all pros, all stars, um, that it really is an offense set up to thrive no matter who the quarterback is. But I mean, the 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl in almost 30 years. And yeah. they won that in 94. And they had all sorts of stars on that team. But they also had a great quarterback that went to the Hall of Fame named Steve Young. 
who won Super Bowl MVP honors because he threw six touchdowns in a Super Bowl. So, yes, a quarterback does matter no matter how many talented players are around it. Um, the Niners haven't had a Pro Bowl quarterback in over 20 years, and it's time that they solve that position. And if Brock Purdy's healthy, that's their solution, they hope. Otherwise, you got to hope Trey Lance proves accurate, proves healthy, and then you just go down the list from there. Yeah. Well, I know the NFC championship definitely taught a lesson that, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't win without the quarterback. You, you talked about talent. Um, how much did Christian McCaffrey put this offense kind of over the top? And it, it, does it look like he's going to be, you know, a guy who's getting 15 to 20 touches almost on a weekly basis, counting targets? Christian McCaffrey should be a league MVP candidate, to be honest with you. Um, and I don't know if he's going to hit the 1,000, 1,000 yard benchmarks that he did a few years ago when he was peaking with the Carolina Panthers. And that's only because there's so much talent to spread the ball to, um, whether it's Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle, um, Elijah Mitchell, also in the backfield. They don't have to be over reliant on him, but they proved last year that he can be their offensive catalyst. And they love everything about him, just his work ethic. I mean, even spring spring workouts, the guy was going 100 miles an hour. I was like, whoa, whoa slow down, man. You don't need to make that impression, but he kind of does. He needs to show everybody that there's an urgency when your championship window is to get in there and, and to succeed. This is going to be his best shot at a Super Bowl championship, and he needs to they, – they need to use him, and they know that. And it's just great that they can use him as a running back and as a receiver out of the slot. And it all complements everybody. And they have a pretty darn good offensive play caller and a designer in Kyle Shanahan that gets these guys open. So uh, McCaffrey should be in line for a great big year. And I know the questions coming into last year were whether he could get healthy after two down years. He proved fully healthy and it's the NFL and you don't know week to week if a guy's going to stay healthy. So there's no predicting that, but uh, all signs point to another huge year. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, last year, the questions, he answered every question and it's, and you're right. It's, it's just one play away. Elijah Mitchell, is he uh, still going to be somewhat of a factor? We don't know. Um, he's had so many injuries over his two seasons and he wasn't yeah. even in uh, mini camp last year. So that's one of my questions coming into camp is where's his health at? Because, you know, Frank Gore is their 49ers all-time leading rusher. And he told me back in April that he loves Elijah Mitchell. And this was not knocking McCaffrey. He just says he, if you have Mitchell and McCaffrey as your twosome back there, it's going to be unbelievable. Uh, he just loves the way he sees the field and runs and how it would complement uh, McCaffrey. But a lot of that is just speculation. He's got to stay on the field. And, you know, he, he gets a lot of yards. He it just, he falls forward and gets many, many yards, but he also gets many injuries. So then you just look at the Shanahan history and they can, it's almost like the same thing. Well, whatever running back they put back there succeeds, which is not always the case, but more times than not. So um, Mitchell would be a great number two. Um, otherwise they kind of go to Jordan Mason, who was their backup, uh, the backup to them last year as an undrafted rookie. Ty Davis price had a um, kind of a red shirt rookie season and he's got to show off in camp that he's worth sticking around. Otherwise they could go to another uh, undrafted rookie or two that they brought in. So, um, but I think for the running back position, you are set with McCaffrey. If Mitchell's healthy, then there's your one, too. All right. Um, well, I think that, I think when it comes to pa the passing game, you talk, you mentioned them. I, you, do you, last year, uh -huh. you, I, I, I took your, your words of advice that Brandon Ayuk was, yeah. you know, taking a step forward and that one that I helped a lot of people. So much as guys just for that. 
how do you see kind of the pecking order going between this threesome? Very talented threesome. Yeah, you know what? Ayuk's um, just been – he's had a great off season again. Um, and so all signs point to him, you know, going to earn a big contract extension next year if he stays on this path. But then, you know, Debo's also due to get paid a ton of money next year. So everybody wants to pit the two against each other. Um, the Niners don't have to pit them against each other yet because they still have guys on cheap um, cheap quarterback deals, right? Um, so I try not to think about that. I just try to see how they fit in this offense. Ayuk still looks really comfortable. Looks like he gets it. There's a sense of urgency that he wants to, you know, he's coming off his first thousand yard season. Um, he should do another one. Debo really um, descended last year. I mean, he had such a big year in 2021, descended. Uh, he said back in spring that he called it an awful year by him, by his standards. I don't think it was awful. It just wasn't the same. And part of that is because you had McCaffrey who could serve as a catalyst. Like right. the offense didn't have to go through Debo anymore. Like it was very desperation times in 2021. Just get the ball to Debo, let him go. And that was not the case last year. They were putting up 30 points a game with Purdy throwing to everybody. And that leads us to Kittle because George Kittle at tight end had 11 touchdown catches last year, which was a career high. And Purdy was very comfortable getting the ball to Kittle. Very smart. I mean, a young quarterback's best friend is always a tight end. And when you have one of the best in the league, you got to utilize it. And Kittle was up for it, was healthy. Um, went into this offseason healthy, kind of like for the first time in years. So it'll be fascinating to see if they keep all three of those weapons healthy, active, as well as McCaffrey. Because after that, you have a receiving core that's kind of, okay, you have Jawan Jennings, who can be a number three like he was last year. Um, he doesn't have the most sure hands but he sure gets a lot of third downs or converts a lot of third downs into first down. Ray Ray McLeod didn't have many catches last year as a slot guy, but mainly the return specialist. Um, he had important catches when he made them, but it's kind of like, okay, well, is that a position that's expendable? Um, he was a pretty sure handed returner, but I didn't fall in love with him. I think he, he was one of the better ones in the league. Right. So it's kind of hard to dismiss that. So they don't have really a better option. Ronnie Bell is a rookie they drafted out of Michigan. Um, they used him on some punt returns in the in the uh, spring. Um, but he and he started out really well in offseason workouts and had one or two bad days at the end. So he needs a good camp. There might be one or two other guys. Um, Tay Martin's another one kind of off the radar, like as a flyer. Like you never know if you know a thirtieth round pick or something like that in fantasy. Um, you know, but he's he's probably five or six. Danny Gray is kind of the bigger intriguing one for mm -hmm. the Niner receiving court because he was a third round pick last year. He had one catch. Still their speedster, but um, you know, there's it's he's also he's got to show a lot more than he did last year to get to get in. It's not like Shanahan necessarily has to rush rookies into that. It's a really complex offense, and when your main route is just to run down the sideline. It's like, okay, everybody knows what you're in there for. So he's got to show that he's got versatility and can make the catch uh, downfield. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, kind of the state of the the offensive line still still looking like a strong yeah. unit. I mean, it Trent Williams is the best offensive lineman in the league. And they've got him locked in. He didn't retire. Um, and then you have the interior, same interior guys as last year that they brought in. So there's consistency there. Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, um, I like it. Uh, they weren't perfect. I don't know any any line in the league that is, but I like that those four. And then on the right side, 
Mike McGlinchey left in free agency for the Denver Broncos Bucks. And now that you got Colton McKivitz kind of used to be an insurance kind of plug-in guy on the offensive line. And they're giving him the job. And he's got to hold it. He's not going to get pushed too hard. Um, but again, you have, you have to protect those quarterbacks. And they didn't do a good enough job of the NFC Championship game last year at it. And that wasn't necessarily the line's fault. They had a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick that um, led to Brock Purdy's injury. So it really it is a, it takes a village, I guess. And we're going to find out uh, if, if the same village people are the guys that we've just named. How's that? I really want to do YMCA right now. I really want to do YMCA right yeah. now. Um, uh, the defense, I mean, uh, just real quick on on them, it was one of the best defensive fronts when it came oh, yeah. to uh, stopping the run. Uh, uh, Mahomes was one of the few people who could pierce the, the defensive secondary, but does this look like it's a unit that uh, that is really good at all three levels? Yeah, because they have an all pro at all three levels. And the, one of the biggest questions coming into camp is when is Nick Bosa going to get paid because he's the reigning defensive player of the year. He's going into his fifth year option. He's going to become the highest paid defender in the NFL, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so he's going to get between, say, $32 million and $34 million annual. Something, you know, it's like we all get lost in these numbers. Um, I look also more of do the 49ers plan to budget for this? Yes, they knew years ago that they were going to have to extend him. Um, and the fact that you're not overpaying a quarterback right now means there's money available. Uh, does Nick want to be here? All signs indicate that he does, that he knows he's in a Super Bowl contender. Um, he's a Florida guy. He trains in Florida all offseason. Um, you know, it's, I, he, I've never gotten the sense that he wants out of San Francisco. Uh, so even if there's a delay in the negotiations over this coming week or two, uh, Bosa is the best player on their team so they will pay him but they also brought in Javon Hargrave from the Philadelphia Eagles um, to plug in their interior to give them more of a, a better push better pass rush on the interior next to Eric Armstead who he didn't have a sack in the regular season uh, he missed half of it with foot and ankle or yeah foot and leg injuries uh, they have one of the best defensive fronts of football note about you got Dre, Dre, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner uh, key in the linebacker core Talano Hufanga uh, all pro safety, although, you know, he 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 had gaps last year where he knows he's got to get better. Um, and then they brought in another uh, safety through the draft in Jair Brown. Cornerback, uh, you have Charvarius Ward came from the Chiefs last year. This dude's going to take it up a notch this year. He wants to be all pro, pro bowler. He's going to speak up more, meaning that he also has to make more plays. So he knows that. Um, I like it. I, I think it's a really good defense. They have a new defensive coordinator again. It's like their third one now under Shanahan. This is Steve Wilkes. He's coming in. He could be a bit more aggressive, um, which means taking more chances. Um, but he's got the players to do it. And it's going to be fun to watch. I guess the biggest question beyond offense and defense is, I don't know if you have any other questions left, but this is one more guy for fantasy purposes too, is you got a new kicker because Robbie Gold is gone. And Robbie was Mr. Automatic in the playoffs. Right. And so you brought in you, you used a third round pick on Jake Moody out of Michigan. And it's it's a risk. It's calculated because they before they changed the kickoff rules, they thought this guy was going to be a better kickoff guy than Robbie Gold was, too. But he also has a longer leg. So they may try for more 50 yard shots in the middle of quarters. Um, and here's one final note. The last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl, they did so with a rookie kicker drafted in the third round. 
and that was Doug Bryan in the 94 season. <laughs> well, thankfully, he only needed to kick extra points in that. Uh, yeah, pretty much. In, in, in that Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember that Super Bowl. Jeez, that, that was high-powered. Oh, my friend, my amigo, uh, just uh, the 30 seconds, any, any recent uh, Mexican food discoveries other than your signature camarón? Um, I'm trying to think of that because I just, somebody has told me one in, um, Arizona to try next time I'm in Arizona in a town called Guadalupe in Arizona. Ooh. Um, so that's on my list. Um, other than that, no, no, nothing great. Always searching. Ooh. Always. Oh, I did come across one in Salinas on a road trip. So if you're in one on one one hit old town Salinas, there's a great, I mean, it was assembly line in there. It, just go on to Yelp. It's the number one rated one. I forgot what it was called, but that was. That was pretty good. Hit that last week. Yeah. Oh, you get you you get good authentic stuff. Oh, yeah, Salinas is great. Mi amigo, uh, any anything you want to pump before uh before and during training camp? No, I mean at, just hit me up on Instagram at 49ers.cam. I'm on threads now too. I, I may start a YouTube channel um for camp or for the season. I haven't quite figured that out yet. And I'm writing a book on the 49ers that'll be out next year. So oh fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Is it a just a historical piece? Yeah, mostly historical piece. It's part of a um, series uh, that a book company is doing called The Franchise. So I'll be doing the 49ers version of it. So, oh, well, you know, the last uh, 40 or so years have been, uh, there's been some good players in there. Yeah, so. but the last 20, there hasn't been a Super Bowl since I've been covering them. So it's about time they do, they change that up this year. Yeah, they're overdue. They're overdue, or else they're going to start telling, saying, saying it's because of you, which I know it's not. So, yeah, it's me and the Cowboys, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mi amigo, uh, right. thank you so much for doing this, familia. Make sure you're going to YouTube, familia FFB on YouTube. Also, go to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code familia23. Which is the guy says to Cam one more time, and to you everybody for watching. Todos somos familia. Salud. <laughs>